Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Muckrake Podcast. I'm Nick Houselman, and this is an announcement to let you know that we are going to be doing a new series called The Weekender over on Patreon that will appear every Friday. And this is a little sneak preview so you can get a handle on what it's like and why you'd want to go over there and join the Patreon and be part of that community, which has been incredible and amazing with a lot of people there and a lot of great conversations. So uh, here it is. Check it out. And uh, feel free to check out the actual Patreon as well at patreon.com slash muckrake podcast hey everybody welcome to this edition of the muckrake podcast weekender edition feeling a little stuffy gonna Ooh. ah it's so nice how we doing everybody uh welcome to a live taping of the weekender edition we always love getting to hang out with our people uh thank you for tuning in thanks for logging on i'm jerry d8 sexton i'm here as always with nick houselman uh, Nick, uh, it, it's good to see you, unfortunately, because this is our business. Uh, not great stuff to talk about tonight. Not, not, not happy, good time stuff, except for some, uh, um, we, we, we've got some people maybe going to prison, which we need to talk about. I, 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 I we'll, we'll save the good for later, but as of right now, we have to talk about this wonderful Supreme Court of the United States of America. I'm, I'm just going to begin every show by asking you, Jared, why do you hate this country so much? Why? What? You know, how can you hate it so much that you don't want to have, you know, the proper fraud eliminated from our voting system? Well, I just want to point out real fast, just to go ahead, because it is the weekend or we like to pull back the curtain a little bit. This is an actual text exchange that we had today, which is you talking about the fact that America is not that old of a democracy. And I said, yeah, well, it was hidden behind the veneer of liberty. And you responded, why do you hate this country? <laughs> Which is just uh, just kind of how this thing works at this yeah. point. And it wasn't a question mark. I did that intentionally after that after my uh, sentence because it was not a question. <laughs> right. It's 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 this is much more of a statement. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. why do you hate America? Uh, unfortunately, we have a couple of uh, pretty harmful Supreme Court decisions that we have to talk about. Uh, both of them, uh, Nick. Tell me if this is a surprise. Uh, six to three. Six, oh, six to wow. three. We were hoping, we were hoping right, right, that there was some there was evidence some earlier on some decisions that maybe this wasn't so, um, uh, you know, uh, so such a radical court on the right side. But uh, but no, it's, oh, it it's, is. It is. We can't. It, 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 it's not. It's a hundred percent the radical right Supreme Court that we all knew that it was going to be. Occasionally, John Roberts wakes up in the morning and like brushes his teeth, and he's like, "I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going, I'm going to make a stand today." But that stand is always somehow or another in the favor of corporate capitalism. But that's neither here nor there. Um, they decided to hollow out the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Uh, which they have now made a regular occurrence. It's almost like Groundhog Day at this point. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 a regular occurrence because, um, you know, Nick, can you fill us in? Why was the Voting Rights Act of 1965 necessary? Was there something going on at the time, something going on with America? Yes, there were states that were just in, implementing um, – uh, draconian, that's not the word, I guess racist, racist policies that would prevent minorities from voting. And uh, they needed to be cleaned up. Uh, it needed to be federalized in order to make sure that they would be would behave properly and constitutionally. 
Yeah, and this has become a regular sort of thing uh, that the Supreme Court really loves to do, which is, and, and, and I want to go ahead and set the scene for everybody. We've all been waiting on the shoe to drop. Right. We've all been waiting on them to take like a big chomp out of some of like this landmark progressive uh, uh, decisions. And what what we see is that they really like to nibble around at the edges. They really like to sort of go ahead and, and almost like termites, they like to get in and mess with the internal structure mm-hmm. of the of the reform. And in this case, uh, basically what the Supreme Court did was they made it easier, shocking, for Republicans to disenfranchise people and to meddle around with elections. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, share a little quote from one of our favorite justices, uh, Alito. Uh, and, and, and Alito, who, um, for those who are keeping track, Alito is not Clarence Thomas, but Alito is Clarence Thomas adjacent. He's not an intellectual heavyweight. There's not a whole lot that he projects. It's nobody's going to write books about Alito in the future. If, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And Alito in, in the majority in this case, 6-3, of course, with the conservative court, he wrote, where a state provides multiple ways to vote, any burden imposed on voters who choose one of the available options cannot be evaluated without t- also taking into account the other available means. Which means if you're not outlawing all voting, I guess you can go ahead and outlaw certain types of voting. As long as there are possible ways that a person could theoretically vote, well, then I guess that's not voting or discrimination. Well, you know, I read almost the entire thing and try to pull it apart like you just did there because, you know, they write it in in unclear language. You know how we talked about um, in the past, uh, you know, the um, uh, stock market. It's unnecessarily complicated. It's a barrier. It keeps people away so that the rich people can be in this club and make their money and other people figure, ah, it's too complicated. I can't get enough money, whatever. Well, from my gleaning of what I read from the majority opinion, it seems to me that they, they want some sort of barrier to voting. It should be inconvenient. I honestly read, yep. how I read it yep. and yep. they kind of pride yep. themselves on the fact that voting is a little inconvenient because you gotta want it nick you gotta want it as if it's like a a privilege to vote in your country when it's not it's a right and so here was the first time ever we had a really legitimate excuse to make it as easy as possible to vote and jerry can you remind me what happened in 2020 when we actually made it as easy as we could to vote what happened in that election did people vote uh, the Democratic Party stole the election from Donald J. Trump. Is that the answer you were looking for? Well, I was kind of looking for we had more people voting than we ever had before. Because you know what? Before 2020, it was the most pathetic turnout in voting that you'd have every freaking year. And I'm talking about even the, the, the presidential years, right? It was a catastrophe. We'd never have more than 50, 55 percent of people voting. The, the freaking uh, midterms, you know, it would drop even worse. We never had representative democracy here because people didn't vote. We finally made it easy to vote and made it convenient to vote. We would actually give you some water if you had to wait in line when it wasn't so convenient for waiting for six, seven hours in some of these places. We know where. Um, And look what happened. We broke every record imaginable by exponentially by how many votes people were able to do in, in in a free and fair election. This is what scares them. 
Yes. Right. This and even though even it's not it's not just politicians. This is what scares the the uh, the, the uh, Supreme Court. This is what's horrible about what our, our democracy. That is not what they're interested in, because, again, as we've talked about, there is no good outcome for the right when people go out and express their right to vote. What they want is for people to have the right, right? They want it enshrined. They want people to say, what are you talking about? This is America. Everybody gets to vote. Everybody gets to participate in elective, uh, you know, representation. But the truth is they want to put roadblocks down within the right to vote, right? They want to make sure that it's just like they can, they can wave the flag. They can talk about how it's a democracy, all that they want. And meanwhile, they want to just set down one obstacle after another. And, and by the way, let's be very, very clear. For the last few years, if you wanted to vote in this country, particularly if you lived in a democratic precinct within a red state or a purple state, you had to be expected to go and stand in line for upwards of 10 to 12 hours. You literally, and, and by the way, I, I don't know if everyone's keeping track, that doesn't work when you have a job. That doesn't work when you have kids you have to take care of. That goes ahead and it works against poor people and people of color. And then, by the way, every other law that they put down, whether or not it's voter ID or any of this nonsense that the, the Supreme Court is now putting a check next to, all of that disadvantages poor people of color. It is a strategy. And the Supreme Court right now is just going ahead and saying, and I just want to put this out there. Um, Alito also says in this quote, and, and I, I'm going to read this, I'm going to read this twice. I'm just, just for... For dramatic purpose, Nick, because we are uh, we we are informative. We are um, we are a, a, a progress-minded podcast. But I'll tell you what: we are first and foremost, people. We are entertaining. So I'm going to go ahead and read this and let the drama build up. Fraud can affect the outcome of a close election, and fraudulent votes dilute the right of citizens to cast ballots that carry appropriate weight. Alito said, fraud can also undermine public confidence in the fairness of elections and the perceived legitimacy of the announced outcome. All right, let that sink in because I'm going to read it again. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to have talk, music, by the way. I don't know if anybody heard it, but um, I'm afraid. I didn't hear the music, but, but, but we, we, we let this sink in. Fraud can affect the outcome of a close election, and fraudulent votes dilute the right of citizens to cast ballots that carry appropriate weight. Fraud can also undermine public confidence in the fairness of elections and the perceived legitimacy of the announced outcome. I have two things to say. First and foremost, election fraud is not a problem in the United States of America. It never has been. The bigger problem is getting people to exercise their votes, particularly because they don't trust the government, they don't trust the process, and on top of that, you throw a bunch of roadblocks out to keep them from being able to vote. But also, what is hidden in those sentences, Nick, it is the Supreme Court in a majority decision laying the groundwork for future people to go ahead and talk about election fraud. It's going ahead and laying the groundwork for the idea that 2020 was a quote-unquote stolen election. It is the big fucking lie showing up in a Supreme Court decision. Well, it also, okay, what's screamingly clear when you read the whole thing, especially when you look at the, in the context of um, uh, in 2010 when they gutted it the first time with, um, oh my goodness, I'll, uh, 
Shelby versus, versus Holder. Um, they obviously, or at least Alito, so when you, you try to characterize who Alito is in Knocking Right Books, he is a guy on the lawn screaming at you and waving his fist. That is sure. who this guy is, okay? And like, it, it's, like, it's, it's almost like it's too perfect to describe him that way. He and all the rest of them, including Judge Roberts, thinks that there, racism is gone. There isn't a systemic racial, racial issue in this country anymore. It was solved probably in the 60s with the Voting Rights Act and with the Civil Rights Act, right? This is where they come from. And so as a result, none of these uh, impassioned arguments, which have a lot of evidence to, you know, and then Kagan was the one who was, I, I don't know, did you see her response to these? Because rarely do you see these guys go back and forth like that on the dissent and then the, uh, the, uh, the majority. It's, it's bad. Like they pretend that they're friendly and then they can be collegial or whatever, but I can't believe that they would still be this way uh, after this decision. But the point being that like, they clearly don't recognize that as an issue anymore. There is no racism. Hence, these yeah. issues that you're bringing up are not racist. They're simply like constitutional and, and you know, should this be, of course, you know, let me ask you this, Jared. Do you think that like having to vote in your own precinct is, is, is going to solve pr- fraud in a in general election? Well, first of all, there's no fraud. There's right. no fraud. There's okay. no fraud, first right. and foremost. First so, and foremost. No because, fraud. you know, in Arizona, of all people, they're the ones who throw out more ballots for being people voting in the wrong precinct. And you know why that happens most in Arizona? Because they move the voting, the voting places all the time and confuse probably yep. on purpose where everyone is and how to get there. So they show up to the other place where they probably had gone the year before, two years before, and like they, that's not the right precinct and they vote, whatever. They throw them out. This is... You know, this is where we're at. These assholes on the Supreme Court, you know, for whatever their scholarly merits are for learning, you know, what they've learned, have gotten to a point where they don't believe. And I bet you, by the way, uh, you know, uh, Robert, uh, not Roberts, Clarence Thomas is probably the guy who leads the charge on this, who doesn't think there's racism anymore in the country. And, um, you know, it's it's insane. Uh, And and as a result, we're going to continue to get these. You're right. And the fact that they're going to, that propagate the notion of fraud and mention it in their actual uh, in their um, in their in their opinion is is it's just it's frightening. And we by the way we know this right. These these guys are more political than the politicians themselves. And it, every day we find this out in more more evidence. Yeah, and and you you went ahead and you you referenced it. I'm going to go back to 2013, and this is when John Roberts was pushing again the gutting of the Voting Rights Act. Which Nick, again, can you tell me what why the Voting Rights Act took place and who it targeted? Just to get everybody on the same page. The, fucking Alabama had like poll taxes, and they have um, you know IQ tests to be able to vote. When I say Alabama, I'm talking about everybody in the South, basically. Wait, wait, did you just have Alabama become the umbrella term for the South? Is that what just happened? I did. I did. Fucking Alabama, the entire South. Yeah, just to go ahead and put the historical spin on this for anybody who, who doesn't quite know this, the Civil Rights Movement and the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which, by the way, are some of the high watermarks in American civilization. Like the the fact that 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 was able to be done from a grassroots movement is incredible. The things that these people went through to get to this point are incredible. And it's simply because the former Confederacy tried to keep freed slaves and African-Americans as close to the condition of slavery as humanly possible. That is not, by the way, my opinion. That is their 
words. They admitted as much when they didn't have a paramilitary KKK going around intimidating people, killing people, lynching people. They had these laws on the books that were specifically rendered to keep African Americans from being able to vote and participate within the political process. Now, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 goes ahead and lays waste to that. Now, I'm going to go ahead and share, and, and, and by the way, uh, John Roberts is smarter than Alito. John Roberts is smarter than Clarence Thomas. John Roberts is a smart dude, but what you just said is absolutely crucial to this, which is these are a bunch of, of justices who were raised up specifically within the Federalist Society. They were raised up within a, a, a thought, uh, an ideology that America should return to where it was in the 18th century, that the Constitution should be treated as it was originally written. And for those keeping track at home, as I know that you are, when the Constitution was ratified, it only allowed white, wealthy men to participate within government. It kept it didn't even consider African Americans as human beings. Women didn't even come up into the conversation. And poor people, maybe they could vote and get into the House of Representatives, but everything else was set up to where they couldn't change a single thing. Our institutions were specifically created for that purpose. Roberts is from that tradition. This conservative court, the entire ideological worldview is that that's the way the world should work. So Roberts in 2013, when he starts taking a hatchet to the Voting Rights Act, he says, our country has changed. While any racial discrimination in voting is too much, Congress must ensure that the legislation it passes to remedy the problem speaks to current conditions. And then he says, the current coverage system, based on 40-year-old facts having no logical relationship to the present day, Congress, it is, it is, if it is to divide the states, must identify those jurisdictions to be singled out on a basis that makes sense in light of current conditions. It cannot simply rely on the past. The logic is that the Voting Rights Act worked right so we should get the fuck rid of it like it worked so well that we should get rid of it which means that it actually was taking care of racism and white supremacy so we have to we have to go ahead and destroy it. try try to go along with that logic it's impossible and you've been listening to a free preview of our patreon exclusive weekender show if you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week not to mention exclusive content uh live hangouts question and answer sessions we're even going to do some of these live so you can come and watch how the sausage is made all you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash muckrake podcast on top of that you get to hang out with the muckrake community which are a really good group of people so you should do that that is patreon.com slash muckrake podcast we'll see everybody next week Thank you.